Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and with me I've got Liam. Hello. And Mitch. You had me at shapeshifting into Kristen Stewart. Hell yeah. That, honestly, like, I don't know, that's, not, that's something few people can argue with. But before we get into any of shapeshifting into Kristen Stewart, we have a very special guest with us today. She's back, finally. It's only been what feels like a very long time. She does our lovely art. She scooby-snacked us. Jo- Jonah Bobo is like 40 now. Jonah Bobo's 40 now. Jade Dickinson, you're back. Jade Sketches, hello. hello. Welcome back. Yay. I'm just going to clap for myself. Hey. <laughs> How <are> my scooby-snacks? <laughs> you guys are the scooby-snack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're this. You heard it here first. Uh, five star review. Call us the Scooby Snacks of podcasting. Thank you, Scooby Doo. <laughs> Thank you, Scooby Doo. <laughs> fucking Undertaker ass. Um, <laughs> that was the Undertaker. Oh, sorry. The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liam, did you not listen to the very end of the Scooby Doo episode? Oh, I didn't make no. it to the end. You of missed the a good bit. episode. I'm, I'm getting really too sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the part where Corey was like saying that he didn't like it. Okay, sorry. And then I and then, yeah, <laughs> you had to get the fuck out. You were like, oh, forget honestly, this, dude. Honestly, valid. So, Jade, how are you? How have you been since last time Ooh, we uh, Zathura'd it up I'm doing with okay. our friend Kristen Stewart? Still thinking about Zathura every day. I'm happy to be back for this movie instead of Heavy Metal 2, which is what we teased in the Zathura episode <laughs> uh, for yeah. 2021. Wow. Yeah. So, I think this is probably a better movie, even though this, well, you know. Oh, you'll hear how I feel about this movie later. This will be the <laughs> <laughs> I can pretty confidently say that I will like this. I liked this more than I will like Heavy Metal 2 from what I've heard about that movie. But I've been good. I'm good. I'm uh, living at the beach now. So that's cool for the summer. And I'm vexed. Uh, sorry, losers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, uh, I think, I think. Two of us are halfway there. Uh-huh. I think I have. I get a job on Friday. Oh, you don't even have it yet, Mitch. So I'm halfway nope. there. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then the other two don't fucking have one uh-huh. yet. <laughs> so I have as many vaccines well, as you yeah. three combined. <laughs> you have more. Oh my! You have gosh. twice as many. Well, no. Well, yeah. That's so true. Oh wow. Um, because I have one, oh. and you have both. Well, you yeah. guys will get there. I don't want to brag about that because it's really, you know, it's no, you not should. something to it's brag cool. about. You're like fully 5G enabled. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but technically, by the time this podcast airs, I will have one. So, okay. I mean, so there we go. Then we've got you. Yeah, that's really all that's going on. Um, yeah, just I'm ready to I'm ready to have a montage of magic. <laughs> that is the podcasting. <laughs> yes. So... In the spirit of the craft legacy, we have established that two dumb men are the equivalent of one girl because we only have one vaccine each and Jade has two. So check. That's true. Two, we're going to have a magic montage. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, There's I'll, four of us. I'll, we'll have to try to top that. We can yeah. form a Dude, we have a right fourth. Now. Jade. Jade, you're the wow. fourth. <laughs> Dips on being water. I don't want to be our fourth. <laughs> That's what you guys were whispering. Okay, everybody pick one. So who said water already? Water, me. Okay, Liam's water. Fire. Mitch called it. I'm gonna be fire. Well, I called oh. it. <laughs> Did you already call it? Okay, okay. 
Uh, Corey, I think you have to defer. You have, Corey, you have to look back on the edit, see who said it first. <laughs> oh, it was Jade, 100. Uh, percent I, I can't be water. I can't be water because I don't drink. I'll be it. Earth. Um, I'll be Earth. <laughs> well, that leaves me. That leaves me with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have our coven. Do, does our coven have a cool name? They made another one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. The Scooby Snacks. There are a lot of covens already in the world. <laughs> the Scooby Snacks, bro. Welcome to the Scooby Snacks coven. Uh, we don't eat them out of respect. We just have them in the room. Yeah, we just do spells with them. Yeah, we're going to stop time and do all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> and uh, uh, that was genuinely such an exciting revelation that this is that we're like so in tune with the movie. And the movie that we're watching, which I guess we haven't said yet, so we're just geeking out about joining a coven, and we haven't really set up why. Um, so Jade requested that we do The Craft Legacy, um, which came out last year and is a standalone sequel, I guess, sort mostly standalone sequel to The Craft from 1996, both movies which are about... Um, witches in high school and all the stuff that happens when you get some witches in high school so before we talk about the movies themselves i'm going to get through the cast and crew stuff quickly off the top this movie was written and directed by zoe lister jones um and it was has cinematography by hillary spira it was edited by libby cunin and the music is by heather christian and two of those there's two interesting things here one uh, most of those people all worked on a movie called Band-Aid that Zoe Lister-Jones also wrote. So we've got some familiarity here. But also, I wanted to point out, just because I think it's neat, this is the first time we've done a movie on this show where everyone that I've named in the crew is a woman. And I think that's neat. Uh, it, only t- it only took us 99 fucking movies. Do you think they have a coven? You said four people. <laughs> they might have a coven. Yeah, they might have one. It's cool. And then, so for the cast, quick, we've got uh, Kaylee Spaney, uh, Gideon Adlon, Lovey Simone, Zoe Luna, Nicholas Galitzine, Michelle Monaghan, David Duchovny, or if you're Mitch, David Duchovny. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Putting him on blast publicly. <laughs> Mitch had, didn't know who the fuck David Duchovny was. <laughs> Shit. He's. You ever. Mitch doesn't want to believe. <laughs> I'm honestly just turning red right now. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, uh, we got Julian Gray. Charles Vandervart, good old Canadian boy. He was on Murdoch Mysteries. Shouts out to that. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell fucking yeah, Murdoch Mysteries. This one um, goes on to my grandparents. Anyway, keep going. Donald McLean Jr., Hannah Gordon, Chris Tomasetti, Jason Mage, and spoilers, Feruza Balk at the very end of the movie. Um, and yeah, so this circles around Lily, who is moving to a new town, joining up a new family with her mom. And up, oh, she has witch powers. There's Oops, the short version. All witches. Oops, all witches. <laughs> Captain Crunch, you fucked up again. Um, but Jade, I'm gonna go to you first because I'm assuming there was a reason you wanted to talk about this. So I was hoping you could talk a bit about the craft and your experience with that and uh what you were sort of excited about with this movie that kind of thing just give us a yeah setup. yeah yeah so i mean i will i'm not so optimistic that i was necessarily excited for this movie <laughs> um i really like the 1996 okay. one um 
even actually I it's very surprising I just watched it for the first time last Halloween which is when I reached out to Corey about wanting to do this but y'all were all booked up for Halloween which makes sense um <laughs> too but, popular aka Neil was here <laughs> oh oh I see how it is um <laughs> but i'm gonna have to talk to him about that later but (laughs) i i just like even before i watched the movie there are the first craft movie is iconic like there are there were a lot of things that i knew about before i even watched it like um who's the lady that plays nancy downs you said earlier uh yeah 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 like her lines would be like we are like mr we are the weirdos or um just like her toe dragging thing i don't know like all of the like really juicy like very memorable things from the first craft and the fashion that's that's honestly a big reason i liked it is because they all look like amazing (laughs) in the first movie like i use that for fashion (laughs) inspo all the time like the goth um school uniform look i guess extremely cool um and I don't know. They're all, they're all just like really cool. And I don't know, like even I just watched the, like I said, I just watched the first craft movie last year. But um, when I saw the craft legacy was coming out, I was just like, Hmm, that's probably going to be really bad. (laughs) And I want to talk about it on the podcast. (laughs) Honestly, like, and I was, yeah, it didn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um, Yeah. And I mean, if your baseline is just like, man, that first movie has good lines and good looks. Yeah. like And Skeet. Skeet Ulrich is in it. I love Skeet of Riverdale and uh, Scream fame <laughs> in the first movie. Is it Nev Campbell also in that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nev Campbell is in it of as Scream well. Fame. Amazing. It just came out a few months before Scream. So is she the, what um, a 96 they had. She's the girl. Is she the girl with the scars? in the first one yeah Yeah. she is she's so beautiful oh my god she's so gorgeous i think sorry i think about how gorgeous neff campbell is all the time (laughs) oh me too and i love we all i think everybody (laughs) i like how in the first movie none of the guys realize she's beautiful until like she shows her shoulders and has her hair slightly pulled back even though they're like oh my god i don't know but yeah, and I really liked something I do like about the first movie is that all of the girls had like a little storyline going on. And I liked how dark it got. I liked that it was like a female. I did like in the original that it was a female protagonist and the female villain or like girl protagonist, girl villain. I don't like saying female that much because it has bad connotations now with like incel culture i guess <laughs> but, um, yeah shit sucks it, it's mm-hmm. it's weirdly clinical like, yeah yeah um i got called a female last night <laughs> but um what do you mean like he called one well, like he, by just like a random stranger this guy he was like oh you're the only female i know that has such and such and i was like oh cool (laughs) um but anyway yeah that's my that's my thing with the first craft i just really love it um and i think it's very iconic and it just has a lot of really cool i also um i was my mother has practiced um witchcraft before um as (laughs) wait what like as part of her spiritual practice i've also done it as part of a spiritual practice um 
Wow. I'm not like fully That's initiated cool. because it's a very, it's a big commitment, like spiritually, emotionally, and like committing with your time. Um, and it's something I take very seriously. Yeah. So I haven't, I'm not like actively practicing right now just because my, like I, I tried to get back into it during quarantine and I'm just like, this is the wrong time for me to be trying to like reinvent myself spiritually. <laughs> I feel so dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> um i think a lot of people probably felt that but yeah i have done some spells um but like i i like to when i talk to people about witchcraft i don't think it's about like doing spells per se um and i don't expect any movie to really represent that well which the original craft doesn't well i don't know we can talk about that later but yeah those are, I'll, I'll wrap it up now. Those are my thoughts wow. and I'll sprinkle some of that stuff in throughout. <laughs> well, that's extremely fucking cool. Yeah. I hope I didn't sound too surprised in like a shitty way. I was just like, wow, we have like, I wasn't expecting to have like, um, boots on the ground experience here, oh, but that's I wouldn't say cool. full boots on the ground, but yes, I have dipped a toe. You're, I will just say. the I have a toe on the your ground. Your toes are on the ground like Feruza Balk in the first Exactly movie, just dragging <laughs> along the ground. My toes are on the ground. I'm coming towards you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so Liam, I think you're the only other person here who has seen the craft. So what about you? What was your big takeaway from the ninety six movie and what were your feelings heading into this one, generally speaking? A lot of similar feelings to you, Jade. Um, I watched The Craft for the first time four years ago or something, and I came to it because um, I think I had always seen the poster around. I, I definitely felt that it was a, a movie of renown, despite not knowing a whole lot about it. I didn't know the image you mentioned or the line you mentioned, but it is a title I knew and a poster I knew, and... Uh, I, f I felt like it had some sort of weight behind it. And um, that poster of just four women on the front for uh, ostensibly teen women and like lightning and stuff. I thought it looked so cool. I, I, I love I love teen <laughs> movies. Uh, and, and so I just thought it was time. So I, I fired it up one afternoon just for funsies. And um, it was such a memorable experience for me. It was, you know, I, I couldn't have been 10 minutes into the movie before I was just reveling in the fact that i was watching it it was it was one of those experiences where i was just like man i'm watching this movie for the first time right now and i am so happy this is like exactly what i want and i felt it basically throughout the entire movie some stuff happens near the end that sort of threw me off and i was like man this movie was so close to being a 10 out of 10 for me and it ended up being like you know if I had to quantify it, maybe like a nine out of 10, but I, I love it so much. It all stuck with me. I mean, it's certainly iconic. Those lines that you said, the fashion, the soundtrack mm. is so oh, I forgot about mid nineties. It, it is. Oh, it's so good. It, it is a particularly a mid nineties movie. It's really unique in that way because a lot of, a lot of movies, teen movies or otherwise, if they're from the early nineties, they tend to feel a bit late eighties. And if they're from, the late 90s then you're already getting into aughts culture but the mid 90s is a really specific time and i think the craft uh exemplifies that so well i love all the performances feruza bulk especially but um robin tunney uh also has an amazing uh protagonist performance there and um it's just a tale i really love where it's you know a teen story at a high school an american high school but then you have 
elements of darkness in there with the witch stuff and there's some monkey's paw going on and there's like gothic uh mansions sort of beetlejuice vibes and i i love it so much and so um when i started dating uh my now fiance brianna uh, about two years ago i i immediately i was like i have to show her this movie she mentioned that she uh likes a movie called practical magic <gasps> oh from the mid 90s oh which is also a witch movie i love i you know practical that one? magic maybe 20 times my mom and i watch it every year around halloween um also has a oh yeah. amazing soundtrack uh with some good like country like or like some good like country pop songs on that and also extremely good fashion i almost mentioned practical magic i'm really glad you brought it up yeah they they it would make a great double feature so i hadn't seen practical magic and she told me about it um it just explained you know like the iconic kitchen scene and the vibe of the movie um and i said oh man that sounds great i would love to watch that with you and after we watch it i have this movie called the craft and i think you would love that um and uh, Brianna, she has like, uh, well, she had, she she cut her hair now, but she has, she had long, like black dyed hair. And she's really into like that sort of gothic aesthetic. She loves Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice. Um, and so I just thought this, this movie, The Craft is the movie for you. And I never got a chance to show it to her. She showed me Practical Magic and I loved it. And again, The Craft was on my mind, but we just never got to it. And so um, when The Craft Legacy was announced, uh, you know, early 2020 or something, it came together pretty quick. One, I was, I was really excited. I, I think that it's the sort of movie that would really, would really benefit from uh, an update. It's a story that could be told a lot. Like I, I feel that way about the breakfast club. I would love to see a remake of the breakfast club just because I think it's such a good story. And uh, I, I think if you put other actors in that role and do a similar thing, there's a lot of room to play around and uh, update it for, modern sensibilities and so i was really excited for the craft coming out and i thought um i don't know if it was before or after you brought it up to Corey jade but i thought this would be perfect for the show you know it's a, a sequel to a movie 20 years later it's probably not going to get that much attention besides the few days that people talk about it coming out um and uh i thought it would be perfect for the show i'm so excited to watch it because i love the craft and so Corey and I were really close in my memory. We were really close to doing it right when it came out and then we missed it. Yeah. Um, and we were then we're going to do it in theaters, I think. Yeah. 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 And everything got thrown off. And then of course, Jade, you brought it up and I was so excited that uh, you were into it too. And so um, uh, until since then, we've just been waiting to do it with you. We haven't had it on our film general list because we knew you'd be perfect for it. Aww. And so I've been so excited to see the craft legacy uh, just on my own time, I was when it came out straight to Amazon Prime. You know, I was real close to pulling the trig, but uh, I thought it'd be great <laughs> to uh, to to do it here on the show. So I so last night I showed Brianna the craft. Finally, I had a reason to show her the craft. I loved it again. Uh, she loved it as well, and then we watched the craft legacy. That's so nice. Aww, that's beautiful. So we've got all the love and affection for the craft out of the way. So now I go to Mitch, who I don't think knew shit about the craft. And uh, did, what were your expectations like, Mitch? Because I know you didn't sound especially excited, per se. <laughs> Is that a fair characterization? Well, you're right. I haven't seen the craft single. Um, craft but single? Wow. I have one. <laughs> uh, <yeah, thank> <laughs> 
No, I haven't seen the Kraft single. But truly, um, the Kraft macaroni no. and cheese of films is the Kraft like. <laughs> it's an no, so, I mean, Kraft I, singles. I didn't know what to expect. I saw I saw the the poor reviews. I didn't put this off like as late as I sometimes do, where I'm like watching it when I definitely shouldn't be watching it. But I was watching it, you know, in my bed last night, like uh, low expectations, low expectations, very low. Um, maybe okay, so I don't really, I'm not really huge into like a lot of the stuff that Bloomhouse puts out. They put out some good stuff, like, but I'm I'm often like wary of a lot of their content. Um, but yeah, low expectations, and uh, but they were subverted so, in some ways. I will say that. So what? So you're not like? So I guess that means you're also not like big into witchcraft then. Uh, I mean, like I love like like folklore and reading about stuff like that, and uh, and sort okay. of like you know like the historical implication of witchcraft, and I love a lot of like the old sort of like classic films that have to do with witchcraft, like uh, like witch doctor like general big- and. I- Wishmaster General, fucking. Oh, sorry, Witchfinder, Witchfinder gender, Witch Witchfinder, gen- Witchfinder with gender, Witchfinder, yeah, with, 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 with yeah. fucking idiots. <laughs> the witch doctor. Which gender uh, is this witch? That's <laughs> me. So, uh... <laughs> don't yeah. forget about Sco- Scooby Doo Zombie Island, Mitch. Of course, so yeah, witchcraft. Of course, that of one. course, and the and you know, like the one with the hex girls when there's the you know the the witch that's, that's like true. Actually hex a girls fire are more engine, like realistic but... witches, I would say. Um, like yeah. I actually like the because a lot like witch representation, which is seems feels like a stupid thing to talk about, but I do really I really like witch movies, and a lot of times it's just like do spell <laughs> like i'm like that's not really <laughs> like e- like in yeah like even in the original craft like i really love it but like most witch movies i'm like yeah this isn't gonna really be like that accurate which is fine because it's a movie. yeah well I, they're more interested in like i think like spooky yeah like the cool spell yeah, shit and not sense. yeah and not like the yeah. the like the process and the like individual like spiritual experience. I, of I, it. I did have an irrational fear of witches growing up when I was a kid. Oh, you should have met my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my shit. mom used to tell me that there was there was like this house up the street that had like vines on it, and I think one night I'm not sure why she told me this, but she said that people that live there are are witches and that they will. <laughs> I don't know what that the they'll fuck? like eat, eat, you, eat you or something, and uh, like I was, I was like horrified of of witches for like a while, and I used to like run That's past that up. house when I walked home. Yeah, it's but, like you know, hocus yeah. pocus. That shit is real. <laughs> hocus pocus is is iconic. Yeah, love. The oh, witches Jade, you got to come back when they do hocus pocus, twenty twenty two or whatever. Are they it's gonna be. doing that? They are, yeah. They're all apparently all the Sanderson sisters are coming back to play. They're gonna be, well, you know what? Maybe it'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Like that was like the least optimistic optimism I've ever heard. (laughs) Maybe it'll be okay. I mean, that's like a lot of things that I say in my day to day life. (laughs) Like. Yeah, honestly, great. fair. Um, I uh, I knew a little bit of stuff about the craft, but I hadn't seen it. Um, and you know, I went into this with an open mind. I was, we've watched a few movies that sort of fit this uh, 
this bill already like um just yeah updating an old franchise um and trying to sort of make it a bit more contemporary and a lot of those are also Bloomhouse movies so they've got some experience with those boys and uh yeah i was i was open to seeing what we had going on here and um so i think maybe the move here is just like let's get like a baseline from everybody like so like i'll just go around and be like we'll get a we can get a sense of like everybody's like overall let's do it all at once we'll count down five five to one and then just say one word yes i actually think that's good Okay, who's going to count? Okay, Should we count from four because there's four people in this cover? Yeah, you count, Corey. Just give us a second of space to think of a word. Okay. Okay. Four, three, two, one. Aesthetic. Sparkles. Okay. <laughs> Mitch, you didn't say anything. I wasn't really sure what we were supposed oh, to do. Oh, I don't really have Mitchell. much to... Nope, that nope, nope. Nope. We're sticking with we're sticking with that. That's a bad sign. I don't even know why I'm on this podcast. I mean So I just want to give a quick rundown of what that was for anybody at home who didn't pick that up. Mitch said nothing. Jade and I said aesthetic and sparkles. And Mitch or rather Liam said And my word was almost bisexual. So, I mean, that's where we're oh. at with this movie. Yeah. So, um, uh, I panicked. Somebody helped Timmy, my boy. Oh, Timmy. That, that should have <laughs> been my word. My word should have been Timmy. Damn. Timmy? Oh, Timmy. <laughs> what what uh, a profoundly, like, both, like, underwritten and overwritten character. Timmy like, I've never seen like, that. character and for what? <laughs> and the dude is so good, though. Like, the dude They did is him good. so like, dirty, though. They did him so, Like, they put him under a spell, make him woke, Timmy, and then, they yeah, they kill him. Well, and she did a love spell, and then he was killed. So he was just getting fucked, like, the whole time. Yeah, we were to be honest, they were we were doing a lot of whack shit to Timmy. They really and they were. don't even feel that bad about it. They're just like they're like they give him like a moment and then he has the Ouija board bit at the end, but like Timmy is like like the, the the ramifications of what they did to this man is not fully explored not in this explored movie. Like, they they no. destroyed a human being and they're like, eh. She's at, she's at the funeral for like one second. <laughs> Yeah, and the funeral is really more about the fact that David Duchovny can turn into moms. <laughs> yeah, and then that like have an unintentionally hilarious like headbutt and like transformation. Like I burst out laughing at that bit when he. Oh yeah, my he god, Sam, like, that I was, was so tears. funny. Where he just looks like he's like zonked the whole time. He like looks like he like needs like yeah. a vibance <laughs> or something. Okay. Like what's a vibance? Oh, uh, it's um like Adderall. Dude needs a fucking pick. Yeah, yeah, just like you know, like some amphetamines. I guess is what I was trying to imply. <laughs> we need David and Covey to get absolutely jacked up, and then he'll be really excited <laughs> about. Uh, I was just getting no energy masculinity from him I guess. in the last couple scenes, um, which was the climax. <laughs> It, it's weirdly like <laughs> the, the climax is weirdly, hilarious. It feels, so, it feels like the end of a Marvel movie. Yeah, if the Marvel movie budget was like, like we have one teenager with After Effects, <laughs> 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 like 
the lead actress knows how to yeah, use After Effects. Yeah, like dated any that. warlocks lately? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, honey, that's so funny." It's like, dude, they just incinerated your husband, who was also evil, and I guess it's fine. Who was <laughs> fascist and evil? Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to think of like what might be a good way to 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 tackle this movie. Maybe character like, by character. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to do it. Um so yeah, let's do that. So I'm gonna op- let's open the floor and then we'll just let's start with Lily. She's th- she's the one, you know. She's the fourth. Um she's the she likes bootleg eleven from Stranger Things haircut. On she likes it's photography, that's how you know cut. she's uh, eccentric <laughs> and quirky. Yeah, what the it's fuck? Like exactly <laughs> what I looked like in uh my senior year of high school actually, which is kind of funny. Um, except she just like looks kind of confused or scared, like the whole movie. A lot of the time, yeah. like conf- confused to be having the pixie cut. <laughs> At what point does this movie owe Jade money for ripping her life off? It's got pixie cuts, high school, witchcraft, like... fascist warlocks. <laughs> fascist. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Auras. Don't even get me started on my experience with fascist warlocks. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the actual like performance because I think it's actually kind of an astute point that she does look kind of spaced out. Yeah, often she's giving me very Disney Channel um energy, like Disney Channel actor. Yeah. A lot of people are giving that energy. I feel like most of them are kind of giving you that. It's tough. It's tough. I think I don't know how I feel about um, each of the performances individually of the coven, but I like the group together a lot. I feel like they have yes, fun. because they're they're not really they're not really that distinct from each other. I feel like they all kind of have the same way, and they all sound like they're written by old people that are like trying to invade like the the young. Ah, do I mean? don't think they sound. One of them is. I don't think black, that they sound. And the other is trans. That's a that's a whole personality right there. <laughs> <laughs> Jade's coming for this movie's fucking. Okay, neck, I like I'm this movie, but my one of my favorite things about the first movie was that each one of the girls got her own like thing, like her own little storyline subplot, whatever, and they did not do that this time i think it's a good point that they all have the same personality that they just kind of seem to share which is unfortunate yeah is is that is that intentional like do they think it's like oh this group is just so cohesive that they're just like on the same wavelength the whole time or Um, like is it just like shitty right i think you want to know well you guys can talk but if you want to know what i think um in the original, so I think it, it, I think that making David Duchovny <laughs> the antagonist kind of fucked the writing for the Coven. At least if they're trying to emulate the first movie, because the first movie, um, all of her girlfriends basically get like, you know, drunk on their witch power and start like fucking up other people's lives and like turn against, um, main character name uh i forget her name uh 
But and then Nancy Downs becomes the main antagonist. So basically, all of the antagonists are the coven witches. So you can spend a lot of time developing them because you're developing like, I guess you also spend time with Skeet. But he's pretty incidental character. I feel like Timmy gets way more time than Skeet did. And and then now in this new movie, you have to spend all the time with these brothers and dad and stuff. And I think it just took away. I mean, and I, I, I think it's just the writing. Like they just I feel like there's so many loose ends. There's so many unresolved things mm. in this movie. Um, I don't know if you guys feel that way. I completely agree with you there. I think mm-hmm. I think I think like the like the it has a lot of ideas that it wants to deliver but i think the like the dialogue the performances the writing it's also clumsy and it has all these ideas that it's sort of um like tripping over itself and all of these ideas i think get in the way of like telling a story i think it just forgets to to tell a story um yeah, yeah it's just not or- not my bag really but i can see how if like, maybe we're not like the demographic for this movie. Oh, we're not. I the mean, demographic like, is teens. It's very much a teen movie, which I do teens. like that they did that. Yeah. I think teens would be all about this shit. Yeah. yeah. And it could validate and empower like a lot of like young people. You go to see it with your friends, you have a really good time, and I think it has some good messages going on there. But again, I think it it kind of forgets itself and it forgets that it's trying to, you know, tell a good story. Yeah. And than, I well, the thing that I that makes me a little sad is I think that if the story had been a little tighter, like if it had gotten like I know, a couple more rounds of editing or something, then I think this would have been a really good movie because I think that like like when they're playing like I think the stuff with Timmy is actually pretty compelling. I mean, I also like came out as bisexual in high school and I was like crying during the two truths and a lie scene like. I don't know. Like, I think that was really compelling, but um, it, mm-hmm. like, why mm-hmm. was that in this movie? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think part of it, part of it does feel a bit like, part of it feels like a bit like they were like, oh, we got to get even more representation into this movie. It feels a little bit like that, just because the character ends up being so incidental by the end of it that you're like, oh, okay. So um, he was by because there was one emotional scene. And then we moved on and he died. Yeah. Um, but I think um He was killed because he was because he was gay, which is pretty or I don't know. Yeah. He was killed by a fascist dad for being weak. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think if I think I I do agree, yeah, if you scope it in a little bit more, like if you focus a little bit more on the coven and like consequences of their actions specifically not being influenced by a third party like if they just do a bunch of shit to timmy that timmy didn't know was happening and then you know there are consequences from that because like i don't know he finds out or like there is some other thing or even the same thing happens but it's not because of like a toxic masculinity dad mm-hmm. um i think you have a stronger like central thing happening because it's more direct to the the group of people that we're following whereas yeah muddled totally because i even think so um i was thinking a lot about uh black christmas 2019 and i Mm. think and it's not just because oh they updated an old horror franchise but they uh tried to not have terrible politics in it uh this time uh it's not just that but i think that 
the reason I like Black Christmas 2019, one of the reasons is because that aspect of it does not feel shoehorned in to me. I know there might be somebody on this call who disagrees with me. We don't need to get into it. But um, <laughs> part of the reason that movie works is because it's tackling um, like this systemic, large-scale, toxic masculinity issue. Is, is it tackling as it? Mitch, please. I think that movie does that well, and it doesn't feel shoehorned in and weird. I think this movie fails in that regard because I don't know why it's in the movie. I think you already were setting up just people in the high school being shitty. You don't need this weird, ominous dad figure who is like this fucking motivational speaker who uh, loves order and power and hates women. Yeah. Like, I think there was a way to do it that felt more contained to their experiences. I actually wouldn't have had a problem with David Duchovny's character if they had just, like, maybe toned it down a little bit. Because when they... Or what I thought was... So what I thought was going to happen, um, this was my prediction, was I'm like, they're pulling up to the house and spooky music is already playing. So I'm like, oh, okay, like whoever this guy is, is like probably going to be the antagonist and he's probably going to be a witch or a warlock, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I, I was right about that. But what I thought was going to happen was that he, his sons were going to be his coven because there's three of them. And I thought that with the, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Cause I'm like, Oh, there's yeah, four of Scooby-Doo them. telegraphed. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's probably gonna be like a coven here and especially how it was setting up each of the sons you know all the sons have a thing the young one is sensitive the middle one likes to watch porn at maximum volume with no headphones on for some reason and the older one weird choice my man (laughs) (laughs) and not not the old family crest not the old family crest and like i just wish that the sons had been included more and it had been more of like a oh like this like we're gonna it's the dad is setting it up like men and women are diametrically opposed to each other but like the sons are gonna realize that he sucks and are gonna like help take him down along with the girl which is at the end it'll be like a cool different thing it'll be like feminism is for everybody like but then they didn't do that, and right. the, it's it, it's a universally empowering. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Like allowing women to have power and allowing men to be weak is actually can be good for men because they don't feel like they have to be disposable machines anymore, um, or something like that. Yeah, that's what makes the ending tough too. Yeah. Oh, the ending where yeah. they just incinerate him. <laughs> Well, no, like the ending, no, but like when he's talking and it's just like he's being so blatant where he's like, that's the thing about girls with power, Lily. They're always too weak not to use it against each other. And it's like that to me is just like <laughs> we already we can tell that he's a misogynist. I think that the more explicitly they lay it out, A, they're not trusting their audience yeah. to figure it out because it's not like it's very complicated. And I think that this movie is written in a way where it assumes going in that its target demo has an understanding of these concepts already. 
So because teenagers do a lot of teenage girls do now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so I think it would have been nicer to have it sort of like respect that a little bit more. Um, and also maybe I uh, of the same token use it slightly less. Um, because there's a lot. I think woke Timmy's a lot. Woke Timmy made me so oh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like women with an X, where he shouts that when he shows oh, like, women with yeah. an X in the cafeteria. Like I, I, I laughed really hard. <laughs> yeah, women with an X was funny just because like that. Well, to me, I'm like, oh, that's something that like most people don't even like because it's something that like turfs use for like trans and non-binary women, so they can be like, yeah. you're not. You're like a woman, but not really, um, which just made me feel like, which which is like whatever. It's fine. I think most people don't know that, but um, women. I was just the whole time. I was like, okay, so they were like, yeah, let's make t- like we're gonna cast a spell to make Timmy a better person. But like, how does he know all of these like academic terms? Like, I told Corey, I was like, yeah. this is just like if one of those Instagram infographics was a movie, <laughs> like. <laughs> that's really what it felt like um you're so right yeah well and it's like i just think that the (laughs) the baseline for what makes timmy a better person is so low it's like oh he like oh he listens to princess nokia now and thinks women are people i just love her like that's all that's all we need the way that they go about doing that too like just like you know, like you can't reasonably change somebody's mind in like a candid conversation. You need to use like magic and spells to completely fuck you up their life. I think that that's cauldron. like not. Yeah, I think that that's not like the way to, <laughs> to to go about like you know talking about changing people's opinions and 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 stuff like that. I mean, to well, to say that you need like some sort of magic spell to kind of get your point well, of view across. I think is 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 it opinions. <laughs> Yeah, they like changed his whole personality. Well, That's yeah, the it's thing. not like, opinions. I, I think, think I think it's deeper than that. I don't think you could have debated Timmy into being like a better person, uh, or like because like Timmy wasn't gonna fight me in the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, exactly. Like he obviously like <laughs> he he was like a total piece of shit, and like I guess you can talk to someone like that, but like as someone that is being actively victimized by a bully, I don't think you can turn around and be like, well, actually this is how, this is how what you're doing is actually really ignorant. And like, you would be way happier if you listened to princess Nokia or something. I agree. I agree. But like what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is that like people experience like, like he, he does like seem to have like experienced some sort of like, like trauma in his past. And like, I think like also like, he's got these things going on and I think that you could have like a meaningful arc in the story without like having that kind of like bullshit, I think like spell angle. Like I think, I think you could like conceivably kind of like, uh, I don't know, change his character in another way. But I mean, this is a witch movie yeah. and it's for yeah. teenagers. And then, so. well, but then, but then the movie doesn't even spend a lot of time like dealing with the repercussions of what they did to him. No. And I also just find it weird that this is a movie that kind of presents itself as being, um, you know empowering for young women and focused on young women and concerned with uh meaningfully addressing systems that work to oppress young women and their solution is we made a jock woke (laughs) yeah we brainwashed a jock with magic like that's that's what they're allowed to do with their magic it's like oh they can't do okay yeah let's make this about a dude great yeah thanks yeah Uh, 
like I don't know. Um, I know Liam, you've seen the first movie, and I feel like the this is almost kind of like a not like an opposite of what happens in the first, but in the first movie, Ski Ulrich is like a is a bully, like hot. Well, he's kind of greasy looking, but like a hot guy, quote unquote. But um, greasy hot bully. Yeah. Um. But like, and they cast a she casts a love spell on him or something, and then he basically like he tries to rape her, and that is like the repercussion of, oh, we shouldn't do that because that like it like took away his ability to like be like a person. Um, which I mean. It was, it's interesting. I don't know. I, th- I think that's like an, kind of an interesting thing to think about, um, even though it is kind of like triggering. But um, like, I feel like they were trying to kind of do an inverse of that in this movie, but they didn't, they, they didn't commit to it. Like, they just played it, I feel like, for laughs and were like, isn't it so cool that he's woke now? And then he just, David Duchovny just fucking murks him. <laughs> I'm I'm totally with you, Jade. I think that this would have been a much more thought-provoking and uh, tight movie if it had committed to being an inverse of that original film. Because for the first half of this movie, uh, roughly, I was I was loving it. I was loving it Same. as much as I love the first one. I thought that this is um, perfect when I think of what a, a reboot slash sequel should be, you know, when 20 years has passed, because the original craft is such a 90s teen movie. And I thought that this was nailing the late uh, 2010s teen movie with the music, mm-hmm. uh, the cinematography, the dialogue, um, and even the, the changes it has made to the plot where, um, we're making uh, all the the witches in the coven a bit less distinct because they are uh, they're one uh, they're going for like the closer knit group and uh, and and what that means in terms of uh, like I think like not pitting women against each other. Um, but two, it 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 uh, it also works in that um, the when the women aren't fighting each other, uh, then we're able to, um, better deal with like the, the choices that they're making. They're not such archetypes as they are in the first movie. The teen movies in the nineties are just coming off of all the, like the breakfast club sort of things. So characters are archetypes, but now we've come far enough that we don't need to define characters in that way. Like it's not just one of the witches in this coven is the black one. Well, I do think they just did that though. (laughs) I would. Exactly. Yeah. I think so too. I, I think by the end, that's exactly where it goes. It sets up to be different than the first one in that way. And it seems like, okay, um, the problems here aren't going to come from uh, the the women, uh, like one woman in the coven being bad. Instead, w- she's coming into a group that is all really close. And it turns out that Lily is actually the one that they feel has abused her power as opposed to Feruza Balk's character in the first one. Um, and in making Timmy super woke and making that the thrust of the plot, I thought... Um, that's so interesting because at first it's just like a, a playful thing um, and it's not as 
obvious as when they turn Skeet into uh, a lovey-dovey dude in the first one, and then that gets too intense, mm-hmm. and uh, they, um, you know, they get monkeys pod. That doesn't happen in this one. They do the spell, and it seems, oh, hey, this is actually pretty great because uh, we've actually just made this bad dude a better person. And I thought. That's really cool. That's a different take. That feels more modern, uh, and it's not as obvious. It's not as tropey. So where is the tension going to come from in this movie? Because we were halfway through, and I thought, this is a teen drama, and I'm loving it, It's but it's not a teen horror movie. So where is the tension coming from? And I think that when Timmy kills himself... Uh, wow. Uh, well, yeah, when when they learn that Timmy has committed suicide, that's what the teacher at the school tells them. Um, I thought, okay, where is this going? And the fact, I think from that point on, the movie totally falls apart, and which is why I come out so middling, because David Duchovny then gets thrust in in the villainous role to like embody everything that is wrong with uh, toxic masculinity and the abuse of power. And I think that it totally abandons all the setup that they had done all the nuance that they had done with the his sons because like you said jade all those ends just end up loose they don't tie that up at all and they i really thought they would have timmy ends up being a total um like uh, you could even call him a token character like Corey kind of alluded to with his bisexuality and I don't think that it should have been that way and I don't think it was for the first half but because he just ends up being uh, this dude who was killed by the almighty villain at the end I think it totally squanders everything that the movie did at the beginning I think that this movie would be so amazing and I hate to do this like backseat driving thing I like your idea Jade where it turns out that um, David Duchovny's sons band together with the women and they fight him I think that would have been amazing Mm -hmm. um (laughs) And what I thought was that um, after Timmy dies, there's uh, one of the witches, I think it's Lily, hears from someone, it might be from David Tukovny, I don't remember exactly, but she learns that snakes are like uh, symbols of rebirth. And I thought, holy shit, she is going to bring Timmy back to life because uh, she really liked him and, and she thinks that he killed himself at this point. Um, and uh, she feel you know she feels like she's abused her power because that's what these other her friends are telling her. I thought she was gonna bring Timmy back to life. Timmy's gonna come back as himself because he's no longer bewitched, but he's gonna remember everything that they did to him. He's gonna remember that uh, they changed his personality and they made him reveal um, his darkest secret this the bisexual secret that he has that isn't a result of what they did to him that's an actual part of his character of his complex character and they took that secret away from him by putting this spell on him and making him reveal that in his most vulnerable moment right he wouldn't have done that without their influence and now that's out there and i thought it would be so cool if timmy ends up being uh the I guess you'd call him the antagonist because he comes back and he um, uh, they have to then be confronted with what they've done to this person in, you know, in trying to make him this shitty dude, a better person they might have pushed it too far because they've totally 
taken away his identity, but they've also made him reveal something about himself that he wouldn't have wanted to reveal. And I just think that in the second half of this movie, by not doing that or by not doing what you suggested, Jade, I think that this totally becomes uh, just like really messy, really cliche to me. Uh, it feels like the ending of Black Christmas 2019, which I won't spoil, Jay. <laughs> Thank you. I would love for I you to check it out. It. But um, <laughs> you, to- you totally should. But to me, the it ending... shit. <laughs> to me, the ending of Black Christmas 2019, whatever that ending is, it doesn't really work. And I think that this movie has the same flaw at the end and i respect blumhouse for putting this movie out after black christmas because uh that reception was pretty rough and then for them to do it again uh i think it's really cool but i think that this movie also (laughs) has that mistake at the end so so i I end up i end up coming away from this movie liking it i really do but i just think it ends up being a big big missed opportunity and all the criticisms you guys said Mm -hmm. i i totally agree with i'm I'm totally with you that would have been a much more interesting angle if they did that yeah they went with that sort of hypothetical angle it just it just feels so tone deaf too that the movie is like abuse of power is wrong like like david duchovny he is like fascist warlock dad obviously how as we've established but like like i don't know like the girls (laughs) even though they are supposedly like hexing well i don't know if it's a hex it feels like a hex on um Tim, a hex is uh, exclusively like a bad thing that you do to a person which you do not usually want to hex or curse people because um, this is just a little witchcraft uh, witchcraft fun fact zone <laughs> um, <laughs> like basically the way that like the general like theory behind like witchcraft and stuff is that it's a lot like karma where whatever you put into the world kind of comes back towards you so cursing and hexing people is actually like really stupid because you are creating negative energy and like you are basically like poisoning yourself with that negative energy and like inviting that like negative energy into your life um and there are exceptions like if you're a gray witch a gray witch is someone that might hex or curse someone if it was going to help like a lot of people like pretty objectively um but it's like witches that curse like Donald Trump that you read about in the media, right? Exactly. That would be I would be I would say that was a that would be an example of gray magic, which is um like you're doing something technically kind of bad, but you're doing it for like a really good cause. And um I think I would consider myself to be someone that's interested in gray magic because it also because purely white magic is very um self-centered, I think, in a lot of ways. It's not very active um it kind of it ignores the oppressor it's basically the thing where it's like if if you ignore the oppressor if you're only trying to be kind to the oppressor well they're going to take complete advantage of that right um so like Mm -hmm. i think gray magic is really cool anyway black magic i don't fuck with (laughs) that No, this is this is not a black magic respect no. zone. It would be cool if they had that kind of nuance. If they had that sort of nuance with like with magic and the and sort of like a, I guess you know it's different like yeah. forms within. Like you that. mean like address like the the delineation. Yes, yeah, yeah. and they had that, that sort of like yeah. karmic the karmic twists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sort of karmic sort of what goes around comes around with Timmy. If 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 something came back and then you know they're they're um 
their misuse kind of came back to to bite them i think it would have been really interesting but instead yeah. it's it's underwritten and they just ra- they race towards like a hasty uh ending yeah. which is crazy because like the first craft movie gets that right where it's like it's very self-contained within the group of girls um like that they have been doing all this like they've just been like fucking around and then it's like yeah that's gonna like mess you up that's gonna mess with your minds that's gonna mess with your relationships and like in this they're just like yeah like we took away timmy's free will and we forced him to come out of the closet but like we did it for a really good yeah. reason. and they yeah. acknowledge that it wasn't consensual they're like hey we didn't even we just sort of did this to him i also still think it's strange that like um no matter how we pitch correcting this movie, it's still like, I feel like any attempt to correct the shortfallings of the plot further obscures like a positive message about uh, feminism or power and femininity or any of it, because it's like, Hey, you guys fucked up. (laughs) But that's okay. I think I like, I don't think, I think the girls are allowed to fuck up and like, I think it's awesome. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that they have like a trans witch too, because like, that's something that when I've been reading about Mm -hmm. witchcraft, like witchcraft is very much about like the gender binary, um, which I, and like everyone's practice is very personal. So to me, I'm like, fuck the gender binary. (laughs) Um, I can practice witchcraft without like respecting that (laughs) shit. Um, but I think it's cool that like, not that trans people are non-binary. It's like more, it's like more complicated than that. But um, sure, yeah, yeah. it's cool. There was a trans witch. I wish that she had other character traits. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Which she does not. Um, Yeah. I really quick. I do definitely think that they can fuck up. I, I didn't mean it to sound like that, but more like it's weird that y- you have to jump through more hoops to get through it to an ending that's positive in attempting to fix the shortcomings of the plot. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like, I feel like maybe there's a version of it where the focus is j- different enough that you don't even have to do it that way. But I get what you mean. Yeah. And I do think it's tough that it's like, I think the biggest thing that's missing for sure is just like a sense of uh, individuality in the group. Because I think together, like, again, like, I like the montage is hilarious. And I think the conversations that they have as, like, a group of four people, um, to me anyway, they felt like real, actual conversations people might be having. Um, And I, I, it's also just nice to see movies with people that are, um, that are contemporary, that are close in age to us. We're obviously all out of high school, but, you know, it's kind of refreshing to be like, oh, this, this doesn't feel like completely out of touch, nor is it just old and lack of the reference points. I, that I think feel sometimes, familiar. sometimes it kind of shows it's sometimes it shows like the, it's a like bit out of touch. Like sometimes it feels contemporary and sometimes it, it, it doesn't like, I feel like sometimes you get yeah. like the voice of maybe a, an older person comes through. I don't think it's like, I mean, there's I one writer, so yeah, <laughs> like, but yeah. And I think, I think, uh, I don't know. The aesthetic of this movie must have been a fucking hit on Instagram when this movie came out, though. Shit. Yeah, the the um the outfits were nice. 
like when they're going to the cafeteria they're like no one likes us like we're all freaks they're all like impeccably dressed was like a very strange thing to me because in the first movie they all look kind (laughs) of dirty except for the black girl but her thing is just that she's black and people hate her for that reason um but like they all look kind of like grungy or like kind of goth where I wish that they had maybe done like a late teens equivalent of that aesthetic for these girls to like make them look like outsiders. Cause they didn't, they just looked like girls that like have a lot of money, honestly. <laughs> yeah. This is an outrageous, this is an extremely fashionable trendy friend. Group. Yeah. Who are all supposedly outcasts. Like, yeah, like you look at Lily and you're like, this is somebody who is completely unpopular and has no friends. Yeah, but she's wearing like like the sort of like steely, cold, <laughs> like designer like coats with like beautiful sort of uh, like collars. Yeah, and, and like yeah. we don't need to like judge a book by its cover that hard. But like you look at these people and you're like, they look like they would be pretty popular. Yeah, like, in a high school. Yeah, know. like in yeah. high school. And then they, then they put they insert like the popular girls in that one scene at the party where like that's sort of like the like the stand-in for like yeah. the who are just generic pop yeah, generic blonde, blonde like popular girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their their sin was being born blonde. Yeah, literally. Yeah. If you're blonde, you can't be a witch. It's science. <laughs> yeah. Like, how there's like no yeah, blonde so fascist women. dad Henleys and no blonde witches. Yeah, no blonde witches. Um, yeah. yeah. So just like it's just like a lot. There's a lot of little things like that too, where I'm like, mm, were you thinking about this movie? <laughs> um, yeah. Like also, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of horror stuff. It's, yeah, this, is, this um, isn't going to scare like a like a four year old. This is not not frightening. And you know, maybe that wasn't the goal, but I guess I I assumed it would be. Yeah, I was scared um, by the sleepwalking, but that was it. Just when that guy is sleepwalking, and that's never resolved. It's just there for like a cheap scare. It feels like. Yeah, they just needed a dude who sleepwalks. I feel like they had things that they wanted to do, and there's like there's well, we're talking about the loose ends, but there's so many traces of of like things that or places they wanted to go, but it didn't go anywhere. Like it's kind of like the, like the Winchester mansion. Like there's staircases that lead nowhere and <laughs> doors that open to walls. And it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like the, the blueprints don't add up. Such a shame. That's an apt metaphor. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if a lot of uh, plot stuff got cut out or maybe even scares because the scares are so sparse and, when they are here, they're so out of place. I mean, like the sleepwalking thing, right? Which I thought was actually a pretty artfully constructed scare where she's Lily is creeping toward the corner of her room and um, it's all shadowy and, and it looks like there's a figure. And then right before the lights turn on, you see what's in that corner. Uh, the shot just lingers on that shadow and you're trying to figure out what it is. Um, and then it just turns out to be a sleepwalking brother. And then there's also, of course, the future iconic scene i'm sure where she's hearing a woman screaming bloody murder and then she opens up the door and it's just one of her brothers watching porn with uh with no headphones on like these are scares in the movie that uh, they're so confusing because if if this is the type of movie that's like is also wanting to be a horror movie so it's doing these scares every 10 minutes i think they would make more sense but because there's only a few of them um, I can't help but think either like a bunch of scares got cut out or we lost stuff, uh, character stuff about the brothers that would like make the 
porn thing or the sleepwalking thing like make more sense in context like maybe her and the brother have a conversation uh that like heightens the the uh animosity between them that he's like yo i told you not to bug me when i'm cleaning my room or something (laughs) (laughs) i told you not to bug me when i'm playing my porno real loud fuck yeah so the horror stuff was really i thought was really strange i'm still trying to figure out if the if the porn thing was a was just a bit or if that was supposed to be some sort of well i thought it was going to be the parents having sex which i feel like it was a fake out for that oh me too i thought it was going to be like oh my god i'm about to see (laughs) david duchovny just like looking so evil railing this woman like i'm not ready for that (laughs) oh (laughs) i black eyes Fuck, that's so cursed. David hey. Duchovny likes to put contact lenses yeah, in when he does it. Fucks. Um, I, I thought it sounded like, because Lily was so trepidatious that I thought it was supposed to sound like somebody was getting like abused, which is why I didn't know how to read it. Well, that's what I right. thought. It's yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like so throwing the door open to be like, I need to stop this shit. Yeah. But it's, it's actually just her mom getting plowed. That's what I but thought. No, I'm like, not oh, that yeah, they're really, they're fucking so hard. I mean, I guess someone was. It was whatever actor slash the actor. <laughs> <Yes>. Dude, maybe <laughs> we can't rule it out. Maybe he was watching the video of his parents. Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Liam, what the fuck? <laughs> My God. But no, but honestly, Jesus I, I, I thought that was, it was a clever double fake out because Yes, of course. It sounds like someone's. It it sounds like someone's getting abused, but also they've planted the seeds that like, yo, yo, your mom loves PDA with your stepdad. Like they're hugging in front of you. The dad's being all creepy in front of you. There are so many. There's moments where hugging PDA. Yes, this type of hugging was Corey. He was all up on her. I don't remember this hug very well, so I had to. I had to clarify. This hug left my memory. And uh, and there was a moment where like the mom was like, "All right, I'm just gonna leave you here to go like check on your dad." And it like it. She meant like, "I'm just gonna leave you here to go like fuck your dad in in this house that we've just moved into because we live together now." So I I also like Jade thought that they were setting up for that, and then for it to be the porn thing, it's like okay, that's like a that's kind of a lame gag, but maybe it's not lame because later they'll talk about it and it'll like he'll be pissed at her and it'll increase the tension and because the sons are going to be such integral characters then it'll work out it's character work but then the sons end up being no one so it just it ends up being a lame gag that you could put in any horror movie where it's you think it's murder but it's actually porn and that's it mm-hmm. yeah um they've got the duality of sort of like like the the brother and then like when the brother's having alone time and then when like Lily's having alone time like do you think they're making any f- meaningful commentary on pornography I don't think so I'm no. looking into it too when much women, but it's, but it's, when women yeah. masturbate it's beautiful when men masturbate it's dirty <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying yeah women just masturbate so they can cast spells on someone that they've already cast a spell on oh yeah, double dip on spells and also st- steal clothing. Yeah, I mean, I've sm- man never got a sweater uh, bag. Oh my god! Okay, so I no fucking lie. There is an earlier scene when she gets her period, um, and oh, just a. It's so funny because that scene starts happening. And my boyfriend talks to me. He's like, he he turns to me. He's like, hey, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah, kind of. Like I've like I've 
uh, well, hmm. am I going to talk about my period on this podcast? Yeah, whatever. So uh, I got a pretty heavy flow. <laughs> and um, like, I don't know, when I was a teenager, like it created a lot of problems because I didn't know how to deal with it. But no one ever bullies you for that. Like that is like some 80s shit, I think. Like, I don't know. I don't who... know. I remember people doing that in my high school. They bullied girls for getting their period? I, oh, Jade, I Jade. I that, yeah. I, I got. Dude, I was watching this movie with Brianna, and the same thing. I was, I was uh, your boyfriend in this situation. Aww. I turned to Brianna and I was like, "Yo, has that has that ever happened? Um, is is that like a thing that would happen that they're just like being so mean to her uh, about this period thing?" And she said, "Absolutely, that exact thing happened to me in school, and they Fuck. bullied the shit out of me." And I was like whoa yeah um so so i was really digging the first half of the movie in those ways too i just thought the viciousness of timmy before he gets hexed um felt realistic even even though like they're all good looking women it's just like sometimes if kids pick you out as the ones they're gonna pick on then that's just what happens you know so i i i was digging that first half and uh uh, continue yeah. on about your, that's true that's true so anyway to me it just felt well to me it felt unrealistic but like i guess that's everyone's different experiences maybe they were making fun of me they just didn't do it to my face that was a lot of the bullying when i was little uh or not little but like whatever um but anyway so when she's in the bathroom and the girls come in and like are giving she like gives her the extra pants or whatever i was like oh i bet she's gonna sniff it she looks like a sniffer in reference to lily uh <laughs> Wait, bro, what does that like, mean? Like, someone that likes to smell, like, you know, like, if you think someone's hot, you, like, try to smell their hair or something like that. <laughs> That's just, like, uh-huh. like, some people are just weird. And then later when she has Timmy's jacket and is, like, smelling that, that felt like a setup and a payoff that only I would have, like, it was completely in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Head cannon. Lily is a big sniffer, so it felt. Yeah, real. exactly. I felt uh, validated. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> well, it's like woke Timmy definitely seems like somebody who drinks Lacroix. So, like, asked and answered. He's got a secret you stash know? in the fridge He's downstairs, which is stash. hardly secret. Like, it's in the fridge downstairs. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. The, <laughs> keep these drinks where they're supposed to be kept. The LaCroix was definitely a good touch. So authentic. It's very authentic. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think the bong, the bong cauldron, very authentic. Extremely um, The gamer chair, very uh, authentic. Yeah. We, gamer chair, cum bong cauldron, which is a series of words you could say. Um, I loved that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good shit. Uh, I like that big fur jacket. That like cheetah print jacket. That's that pretty the, good. Yeah, that the Earth Girl has. The auras look so bad in this movie. <laughs> the auras look. So, the auras look like somebody fucking MS painted that shit in there. This whole fi- that whole final bit is like I don't like minimizing shit by saying it's cringy, but it it's was cool. really oh, it's so cringy. Cringe. Like 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 how um like how you know the dad in the end is like doing that sort of like last act sort of hand flip to throw the characters away side to side Uh, that happens in every sort of last act magic movie where he's like now i will swatch you away like flies with my hand i'm a fascist dad (laughs) yeah so dumb yo can we talk about the fact that timmy's got a fucking little zan poster (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, and and it might I think uh, one of the girls in the coven, I don't remember which, had a Billie Eilish poster. Oh, I, I was yeah. that. We're hip with the kid. Yeah, it's in relatable. The... It's I don't remember whose room it is, but yeah, there's yeah they got they're hip with the youths. See, I love I like that stuff though. I think it gives the movie a little bit. Yeah, more no, I'm into too. it. Yeah, and it's better than like I don't know. getting a poster with some generic. It, d- it shit doesn't on it. seem that like authentic. It's just like somebody Google searched like what do the youths like? And Mitch, then, like, do you know how popular Billie Eilish is? Oh, okay, like, I know, I know that, Billie but I'm talking Eilish. I'm talking about like I'm I'm not talking about Billie Eilish, but I'm talking about like. I think like that sort of like representation throughout the whole um, like script and the story. It's like a lot of the stuff I think is, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's that I, authentic. I guarantee mad people got posters of these. People oh no, I'm sure. Lives. I'm sure. But I'm just talking about like um, how like it tries to, you know, seem like it's sort of down with the kids. I don't think it does it um, really well. Mitch is, the problem is all of Mitch's photos are of like YouTubers that make cocktails. Yeah, and a bunch of weird shit. Yeah, well, hey, don't don't bring don't bring my interests into this. Yeah, Mitch is like you're you're also not down with the kids. No, you know? I'm not. But I think that I I don't think that this one is either. We'll never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's still being made by adults, so there is always going to be that disconnect. Yeah. Um. I will. Yeah. Uh. The writer director is uh, 38 years old. Yeah. And it shows. So, I mean, <laughs> and it shows. But I still, I do still think, like, I don't know, because <laughs> they could have tried to make it 90s, which would have sucked. I would have hated that. Or they could have tried to make it, like, kind of. Why, why is that? Yeah. Why would you have hated if they, if they made it, like, nostalgic? It would have been shit. Because you already have the first movie. I mean, yeah. I don't know why you're so That's against true. it having Doesn't modern pop culture references. I think I'm not. Just... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against <laughs> it at all. Oh, but, but Mitch hates the the modern youth. I just today. don't think it's authentic. That's all. You heard it here first. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I try not like. How authentic can a movie even be in like this day and age? I don't know. For me, it's like. I guess maybe my my standards for that sort of thing are maybe a little lower. All images are constructed. I think all cinemas. I think Hereditary <laughs> did it like a much better job with like showing like um like youth dynamics and stuff like that. Like I think it's I don't think that the kids kids across America are smashing their heads off desks all the time. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, man. <laughs> I know, Liam. You gotta come in here and be a mediator. Is this good or bad? Do you do you think it's good or bad? what <laughs> the the youth the youth angle <laughs> i know i i, I love the youth angle i mean um you know does it feel real to you i'll just go fuck myself <laughs> oh yeah no i'm not saying you can't argue. <laughs> you're good man fuck <laughs> no, Mitch, I, we have to keep this coming together man come on i i think uh this was just <laughs> it, it was a nice 2010s uh teen movie whereas the other one was a 90s teen movie and i think this will be looked back on uh fondly 20 years from now uh by kids who are teenagers now the same way the original one is because that original one you know you could also pick out a a a good number of problems with it and i've seen people do it but also those same people are saying but man i can't help but love it because i was a kid at that time and goth culture and the music is bopping and so i think this movie does that too um you know i think you could 
where if they're if their writing feels authentic like in the dialogue and stuff an argument could definitely be made uh there that it that it doesn't but i think in terms of just the aesthetics i think this feels so much like uh other teen movies that come out at this time and the world looks like teen movies at the time uh yeah. so i, th- I think um, it'll you, that'll work do you out think this movie run. will have any like like um staying power like do you think many people will, will remember it because i feel like it doesn't have like the same sort of um like clout that the other one did i mean i haven't seen it but well the other I one wasn't that, it like i think that this classic? one might like yeah maybe but i don't think that this one has cult cl- classic status i don't think it's there i don't That's i don't know true. if it, it'll last the test of time i think it'll i think it'll be forgotten pretty quick i think it i think it already has I think it'll have fans. I think that it captures, well, even if it doesn't have cult classic status, I think that it would be really useful to revisit just as something that feels very much of its time and very much representing like the zeitgeist of when it was made of, and for good and for bad, like the sort of politics that it tries to have, I feel like represents the really kind of messy sort of politics that people are trying to have now where we're all trying to be well not all of us but a lot of us and the 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 youth culture or whatever (laughs) um are trying to be woke and are trying to um like when the girls are like oh my god we've done a bad thing we need to bind ourselves that feels very much like or it feels like kind of like call out culture or like cancel culture specifically within smaller communities or like marginalized communities where it's like if you fuck up the other people in your marginalized community a lot of times will like get really mad at you and like shun you which is kind of shitty like i feel like it kind of captured that whether or not it was trying to i don't know but it captured like we sh- if oh if only we could just make all the men woke they would be so sexy like that whole sort of like thing of like being like i don't know like being yeah, afraid yeah. of white men but also wanting to fuck them uh being like something that women especially white women like trying like trying to deal with um so i think that even if it doesn't have a cult classic status i think it's a really useful and interesting movie cuz i do really think that it tried to capture when it was made and like I just feel like I don't see a lot of movies that do that in a way that's interesting. Like usually I'm like, oh, a lot of modern big movies now are just really generic um, or are really self-aware. And this is like self-aware kind of, it has that self-awareness that a lot of things do nowadays, but I still think it tries to be sincere, which is cool. And I think that's why I like the pop mm-hmm. culture reference because, because I feel like this is something that I could, potentially come back to when I'm older and be like, oh my God, I used to love Billie Eilish. Or like, I remember when faux fur coats were popular again and like shit like that. Um, Again, this movie has a lot of problems and it fumbles the bag big time at the end, but I don't know. I think that it brings something (laughs) to, to the culture. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I'm just going to kind of, cause we're going to leave it there because we have like five minutes. Mm -hmm um before we got a split so quick um jade we are going to uh drag out the william castle film genero and we are going to find out what movie we are watching for episode 101 because we already have a plan for next week next week's episode 100 by the way oh that's exciting i'm glad i was on 99 that still feels kind of special Got 99 problems, but David Duchovny isn't one anymore. <laughs> David Duchovny is no longer one of them. 
so we're so you get to uh, find out what we're watching next week. We can get your live reaction, and then we'll split. Okay. So Liam, how many things we got in there right now? Yeah. So uh, in preparation of episode one hundred and one, uh, Corey, we're gonna have to do a lot more episodes before we really get down on this list we got a lot of 101 more episodes to go um and jade whatever whatever comes up here uh you're welcome back you know you can be on episode 99 and 101 if you so choose but be careful what you wish for because uh monkeys that's how they got me and now i'm a host uh you might get monkeys pod here but we we have 324 items on here fuck okay so uh what i'm gonna do is the classic countdown for anybody who doesn't know this is the william castle film genero it's sponsored by william castle the king of cinematic gimmicks and uh it will tell us what we're watching next week so without further ado two weeks next two weeks two weeks big money no skeletons three two one spin Ooh, right in the middle sort of a little bit less than the middle mm. actually not really the middle at all uh 240 all right what is it what is it all right, so we just missed 239, which would have been The Woman in Black 2. Oh, I've seen it. Okay. And we also just missed <laughs> 241, The Cloverfield Paradox. Have we missed this one a few times? Or uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, we're on time crunch. Keep going, keep going. 240, episode 101 will be 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, finally! I finally get to watch that oh. movie. Oh, yeah. wait, I actually want to see that movie, too. <laughs> is, is that with John Goodman? Again, yes, with John Goodman. Yeah. Oh Again, hell yeah. Okay, Jade. Door, doors wide. Yeah, doors wide open. It's not for a couple of weeks. We can figure it out. Hell yeah. Okay, so uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, John Goodman and the boys. But I know we're clocks ticking. So Jade, first things first. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for having me. You're great as always. Thank you for making our wonderful art. Thanks for being a good friend. Thanks for talking about witch stuff. That was cool. Um. What would you like to plug for all the listeners? Oh my god! I mean, you already plug all my shit. <laughs> so yeah, you, yeah, but you I'm can if you TikTok want. <laughs> Let, plug, I'll plug my TikTok um, because I've 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 been making some art shit on it. there. So um, it's just Jade underscore sketches, which and then my Instagram is just get Jade. Oh. I opened TikTok to look at that. Sorry. And then my Instagram is just <laughs> Jade Sketches. Sneak preview. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Follow me on TikTok. It's what the youths like. The youthful witches of today. Yeah. There was nowhere near enough TikTok in the craft legacy. I'm glad they didn't do that. I think it's good that they the did not. the writer was 38 or 39. No social media. Okay. Tight. So, check out Jade on TikTok. As always, also, Instagram, Jade Sketches. We've been over this. <laughs> So, Mitch, what about you? Hmm. And Mitch is gone. <laughs> he always does this. We don't really know why he does this. So Mitch has left. Interesting. There's three of us now. Our coven is without one for the time being. Liam, what about you? You guys can find my film writing alter ego, Graham, the haunted marshmallow. Oh, he's still going, eh? On uh, Twitter and Letterboxd. <laughs> my username is Graham the Mallow. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. You can listen to the other show that I do with our friend Neil, MK Podquest. It's on all the socials and all the services, whatever. Thank you all once again for listening to this episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet. I have to go fast. We have a minute. Twitter, They Made Another, all one word, Letterboxd, T-M-A-O. 
You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as they made another one. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and what element you would be if you were in a cup. <laughs> and then I get to the part where I normally plug Jade, which we already did, so we're just going to wrap it. Jade, thank you again for coming on. And we might see you again soon. Maybe. Depends on how interested we are in talking about John Goodman. All right. And you can catch us here next time for a very special episode 100. And uh, that's it. Thanks again. This has been They Made Another One. <laughs>